0: as a mom you wear a lot of hats and sometimes it seems like you're going in a million directions at once at the 29 minute mom we want to give you the tools to bring it all under control and reach your highest potential if you give us a few minutes we'll help you find those extra hours you need every week to achieve balance and satisfaction in everything you're trying to get done the 29 minute mom it's time just for you And now, here's your host, life's organization expert, author and coach, Jennifer Ford-Berry. Hello, everybody. This is Jennifer Ford-Berry back again with another episode of the 29-Minute Mom, where we know every minute of your busy day counts. And I'm so glad you're sharing this time with me when you could be doing so many other things. Right, moms? So I have just recently started a new season here at the 29 Minute Mom. And I want to take a minute before I start the show today to just say a huge, huge thank you to everybody that has written a review for the 29 Minute Mom podcast. For those of you that don't realize this is like, oh my gosh, the biggest deal in the world for me. That's how people find you. It gives me feedback on if people are actually listening to the show, what they think about the show. Other than seeing someone face-to-face and them telling me what they think about this podcast, this is the only way I ever know if what I'm doing is working and resonating with my audience. So I'm going to take a few seconds at the beginning of every show and just read the most recent reviews and give a shout out to whoever writes them. So The first review today comes from Jennifer McDanister, And it says, I've been listening to the 29 Minute Mom podcast for a few weeks now. And every time, it's been exactly what I needed to hear. Jennifer is entertaining, upbeat, motivating, and inspiring. Her guests have all been so wonderful. I can't wait to listen to more. Thank you, Jennifer, so, so much. And I love your name, by the way. So I really appreciate that. And I just love the when people say that the content of the episode really connects with their heart. So I appreciate you saying that. I'm glad that it's inspiring you and motivating you. Thanks for writing that review. The next one is from JDC1991. And it says, Worth a listen. I love Jennifer's no-nonsense, yes, yet encouraging approach. And as someone who is helping to have a career like hers, I find her extremely informative. So I'm guessing you are considering becoming a professional organizer or something similar. So that is really awesome that you took the time to write the review. And I'm glad you're getting what you need. I hope the show inspires you to go after your dreams and to make the biggest impact possible out in the world. If you ever need anything, do not hesitate to send me an email. My emails organized at jenniferfordberry.com. So thank you for the reviews. Keep them coming. And I want to go ahead and get started on today's episode. This is a big, big, big one for me, you guys. I've been working on my newest book for over a year, and I am so excited to share it with the world. And today, I'm going to give you the inside scoop on why I wrote the book. What happened in my life to provoke me to write the book? And I'm going to read the introduction so that you can make a decision whether or not this is a book for you. So here's the deal the title of the book is called Purpose Over Possessions Decluttering Your Life So You Can Live on Purpose. And for those of you that may not know, I've written several other books in the Organize Now series that were a step by step guide to how to organize literally any area of your life and it would write, you know, they were written basically like a handbook for life. If you want to organize your closets or you want to organize your kitchen or your paperwork or your goals, whatever the case may be, it would tell you step one through step whatever, how exactly to do it, and then it would tell you how to keep it that way and keep up with the maintenance. So I've been writing nonfiction for well over 12 years. Recently, something completely different happened to me. I was in the middle of an event and I came home and I started to feel God's prompting for me to go into a different direction with my career. And for those of you that don't know my backstory, I've been doing professional organizing for almost 20 years. I feel like it's my purpose. I feel like I was given a specific set of skills and passions and traits and a personality and all the things that go along with this kind of work. And I remember loving to organize since I was about five years old. I've always felt like it was my purpose. But about two years ago, I realized that my purpose had turned into my calling, meaning that God wanted to get involved. And He was happy that I was living my purpose out. I was helping other people. I was doing what I was made to do. But He wanted me to take it to another level. And when it becomes a calling, it really becomes a way to work in partnership with God and also to use it to glorify and grow his kingdom here on earth. And so he gave me this idea that I should maybe use my platform for him. And I just happened to, at that time, all things started to shift in my life. I was notified from some friends of mine that Terry Seville Foy was talking about me on her podcast. Just so happens, I was a fan of Terry. I was listening to her podcast. I was reading her books. I reached out to Terry and I said, Hey, girl, you know, this is kind of divine intervention where we're both promoting each other at the same time. We've never met. She kindly responded back, Absolutely, I can't believe this. We need to meet in person. We met in person a month later at a conference in Toronto called Balanced Living an amazing, amazing women's conference. If you ever get the chance, the most amazing women from all around the world go to this conference. So we meet up in Toronto and we have coffee, we talk, and she encourages me to you know, pursue ministry. I'll be very honest with you, which happens an awful lot when you're presented with a purpose or a calling that you kind of try to talk yourself out of it. And that's what I did. I said, you know, who am I to do ministry? I haven't gone to seminary. I, I'm not a pastor. I'm not a nun. I'm none of those things. But I've since learned that just having the heart for God allows you to get into ministry, to use your time and your, your talents and your effort here on earth to glorify Him and to spread the word of you know, what He wants from us. And I decided to start looking into the Bible. And it, lo and behold, Everything about organization, even time management, is right there, black and white, from the very beginning of time. He was the God of order. He is the master organizer, the master creator. And, you know, nothing I can say was completely without first looking to the word and realizing that it was all there and that He had a plan for each and every one of our lives from the beginning of time before we were even born. And, you know, I've seen that play out in my own life and I've seen that play out in so many other people's lives where we've been brought together for me to help them organize their life and organize their stuff and organize their time, but the real miraculous transformation happens when they get really clear and intentional about why they're living their life the way they are, how they want to live their life, what is the vision for their life, and then the stuff that comes into their home should be in like a marriage between the life they want to live and the stuff they have. So it's a deep, deep process. And I've been teaching it that way for years and years. And I decided that I should share the inside knowledge that I've found from working with all these people and also having such a deep faith that I would put it all together in a book. And that's what happened with Purpose Over Possession. So I'm at this conference in Toronto and I'm feeling like maybe I should definitely take the next leap and go into this direction. And I come back home the following week and I'm brushing my teeth, putting on my makeup, and I'm listening to a podcast by Cynthia Brazelton, who was one of the preachers at the conference. And I just loved her style. I loved how she spoke. And so she was talking on the podcast about the power of decision-making and how just by literally deciding and making a decision, you show God you're ready for the next step. Even when you have no idea what you're doing, even though you have no idea the steps that you need to take or how you're going to figure it all out, at least you're saying, God, I say yes, I'm making the decision to follow this path and I trust you to show me the way. So in my bathroom, I decided to say yes to somehow figuring out this whole ministry thing. What does that look like? It's very different compared to business, which is what I know. Ministry is a whole other path to take. And it's a big learning curve. If you've been a person that's been an entrepreneur and you've been in business, it runs a little differently. Number one, the first step is that I you know, had to make sure that God was my partner and nobody else. So I said yes to God that day. And then I proceeded to text my attorney and say, do you have any idea how to create a 501c3? And because I have literally no clue what I'm doing, and he said, "Call me in 30 minutes," and I said, "Okay." So in 30 minutes, I called him, and his name is Mike. Such a sweet, amazing man. And I said, "You know, I really want to start a nonprofit ministry. I want to use my platform to help other people follow their own purpose. I want to teach them that life isn't about stuff." You know, I'm giving him my whole vision, and he says, "Jennifer, I'm going to do all the paperwork for you," and all the legalities for free. And I just was in awe. I started crying and I said, Well, why? And he said, Because every single day I wake up, I ask God to send me somebody to help. And you happen to be that person today. And we both know that that wasn't by accident. I really believe that that came from saying yes and making that decision with God in my bathroom that morning. So we proceeded to create a nonprofit and is now called Jennifer Ford Berry Ministries. And we were moving right along. I had no major plan except to get the word out to... One of my passions is to really team up with nonprofit organizations. Part of the ministry um, is called Local Give, where we combine people that want to get rid of their stuff with the local organizations that need the stuff. And part of the mission of that is the fact that nobody in this world should be going without due to the massive quantities of stuff that are in our homes that we are not using or don't need or don't love the ministry is so is there's a lot to it but out of the ministry came this book where i decided to just really share everything i've learned about how stuff can be tamed in our life how we can recognize the clutter and You know, you've heard me say it before, clutter comes in all shapes and sizes. It can be physical clutter, emotional clutter, mental clutter, relationship clutter, spiritual clutter. It can be anything. But the point is, if it's not serving us, it's clutter. And many times the clutter distracts us from the most important things in life. And, you know, if you haven't ever experienced this, just think back to last time you wanted to wake up early and spend devotional time with God and you got sidetracked with the dirty dishes in the sink or the clothes that had to be put in the laundry or you know the text messaging that was coming through. It happens all the time. And that's because every single thing we own or bring into our life costs us some sort of STEM, space, time, energy, money. I call that STEM. And so we have to be really careful about what kind of stuff we allow into our life because we don't want to exhaust all of our precious space, time, energy, money. There won't be anything left for your purpose. There won't be anything left to give to other people. That's not what God intended for us. You know, there's a reason why we're all coming into this world empty-handed and leaving empty-handed because it's, nobody's going to remember you for how many pairs of shoes you had, or how many cars are in the driveway. They're going to remember you for how you made them feel and how, what you did for them, how you gave back, how you made a difference in their life. And so when you live that kind of life and you've gotten to the other side, like many of my clients have, like I have, where stuff is not controlling our lives, where clutter is not making us a slave, then you really live on purpose and you live with intentionality. And it is the most empowering. it's just the best place to live in life. It's a lifestyle change. It's not a quick fix. It's a difference in how you think. It's a difference in how you act. It's powerful, you guys. And it's something that I want everybody to know and experience. So that's why I wrote the book. The book has 10 chapters in it. They all start with a P. It's called the 10 P principles, everything from possibility to purpose, possessions, how to prepare, how to plan your time, how to practice stewardship, my favorite, how to part with clutter, how to practice privileged giving, how to provide hospitality and how to partner with God. And then it follows up with discussion questions that can be used for a Bible study or a book club. And that is powerful in itself because I'm a firm believer that when you want to make a major lifestyle change, you need accountability. It's a big reason why most people hire professional organizers is because they need that accountability. They don't want to just talk about living a certain way. They don't want to just talk about getting organized or talk about setting goals and you know seeing them through. They want to actually do it. They want to make a change. And so accountability is a very strong factor in that. It's just something that have, I've seen work time and time and time again. So I want to go ahead and just kind of read you some of the introduction because I know you guys there's so many books out there and I don't know how many of you listening are avid readers like me and just love 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 a new book but um you know I believe that the right book comes across your path at the right time and many times if you you know somebody's talking about it or you see it and you pick it up and it resonates with you or you hear about it and it really touches your heart, then that's a book that you need to read. And I just want you to hear some of this to see if this might be the book for you. So here we go. It says, do you feel overwhelmed because of everything that you need to get done in a day? Are you exhausted from trying to take care of all the stuff that you have accumulated in your life? Do you lack fulfillment? Do you feel stuck? If so, you are not alone. I have met hundreds of people just like you over the years. And I'm here to tell you that there is another way, a better way to go through this life. If you are finding that you have less and less time and energy to spend on the things you enjoy doing, chances are you need to make a change. God did not create you so that you could work to gain more possessions and then be a slave to them. He does not want you to feel overwhelmed and stressed out. He wants you to have abundance enjoy joy, peace, and love. Our society has been told over and over that more possessions or better possessions will make us happier, healthier, or more successful, and it's simply not true. But we continue to work trying to prove that it will work. We spend the majority of our life working so that we can earn money. Then we use the majority of that money to pay for a home and continuously fill it with stuff that is supposed to improve our lives in some way, but leaves us still feeling empty. Not only does this stuff provide less and less joy as time goes on, but we can also start to resent it. Why is that? Because everything we bring in our life costs of some amount of space, time, energy, money, or all of the above. If you don't believe me, look around your home and take note of the different tasks required for each item you own. Look at how much space you give up and how much money you are spending just on maintenance. Then ask yourself if these things still make you happy. I guarantee some do, but most don't. This belief that stuff will make us happy has never been more prevalent than it is today. We live in a world where we are constantly viewing images of other people's lives and possessions. It's hard not to play the comparison game when you see a photo of someone next to their brand new car while wearing a gorgeous Chanel dress and Jimmy Choo stilettos. Okay. Maybe they are wearing a dress from Target and a pair of Steve Maddens, but the material things in the photo aren't what matter at all. It is how the, that photograph makes you feel about yourself. Maybe you see that picture and you imagine how much happier you would be if you had that car. It may even ignite a fire in you to work harder this week so that you can start saving for a car just like that. Maybe a year later, you have worked hard enough to afford that very same vehicle. The day you finally sit in the driver's seat, you know you have reached a higher level of success in the world's eye. You can hardly wait to show off the car to all of your friends. And it works for a while. That car brings you joy. But how long does it last? A month? A year? Five years? Sooner or later, that joy will dissipate and you'll be left dreaming of the next more elaborate vehicle. And on and on and on the cycle goes. The same scenario could be used to describe your feelings about your clothes, your furniture, even your home. You can spend your life trying to fill a void by accumulating stuff But I can promise you that eventually things will still leave you wanting more because you don't need more material things. What you need is more meaning, more fun, more experiences, and more purpose. True wealth does not come from anything you can buy in this world. It comes directly from God's blessing and favor. True joy comes from giving, serving, and loving. True contentment comes from knowing that you are using your gifts and talents every single day to make this world a better place in some way that only you can do. True fulfillment comes from living out the specific purpose God has for you. I want you to realize right now that you have a purpose assigned to your life, a divine God-given purpose that has nothing to do with what you own. This purpose is perfectly matched to your gifts, skills, and personality. It was what God had in mind for your life before you were even born. If you can figure out what your purpose is and start spending more time and effort on that and less on your stuff, you will be a much happier person. I can only imagine how different this world would be if more of us were committed to living out our unique purpose in alignment with God's will. If you pick up this book, I guess. I have to guess that you are wondering what it looks like to choose your purpose over your possessions in the type of world we live in today. Well, I can tell you what it is, a lifestyle choice, one that is filled with intention and free of clutter. As a professional organizer for almost two decades, I've been in hundreds of homes. I've arrived at beautiful, immaculate homes full of every possession you can imagine only to meet another person that answers the door and begins to explain how overwhelmed they are. They're usually exhausted from trying to maintain all of their belongings and they think that if I can organize it all for them, life will be so much better. To a certain extent, this is true. An organized home will make you happier, give you an energy boost, and save you lots of time. And trust me, I love providing that service. In fact, I've written three other books called Organize Now that provide step-by-step plans to get every area of your life and your home organized. But Each time we begin the process of getting organized, most people realize there is a more profound profound process going on inside their spirit. The process of letting go of that which does not serve us is very empowering and liberating. Getting organized forces us to face each of the items we have brought into our homes. It makes us realize how much stuff we actually have and how much of the stuff we do not need or use. Somewhere in the process, people begin to realize. That what they truly want is more freedom, more contentment, more time for things they love to do, and more space to breathe. I love helping people get their closets and cabinets organized. But what I love even more is teaching people how to live with intention and purpose. Intention can help you define what is important. Purpose gives you a reason to stick with the process. When you have both of these, it is easier to remove everything that does not belong. I have a gift for seeing potential in people and space. I have used the principles taught in this book to help transform hundreds of lives, including my own. I have lived out my journey of choosing purpose over possessions over the past two decades. As an organized person, I love a good plan. And to be blatantly honest, I like to be in control. My original plan, including moving to South Florida from Western New York for college so I could obtain a business degree and it would enable me to work in corporate America and make a lot of money. Life in Palm Beach County was an eye-opener for this small-town girl. I was living the dream, quote, floating on yachts, riding in fancy sports cars, and meeting wealthy celebrities. It certainly appeared that stuff could make people very happy. Shortly after graduation, I moved to Charlotte, North Carolina, because of the booming job market. There, I made it to corporate America and had the paycheck I always wanted but I still didn't feel fulfilled. Then plans shifted drastically. I was standing in the newsroom at Clear Channel Radio where I worked on that unforgettable day, September 11th, 2001. By then I had married my high school sweetheart, Josh, and was pregnant with our first child. As we all watched those planes crash into the World Trade Center, I was horrified and remember thinking I did not want to waste another minute in life. A few months later, I was laid off from that job due to cutbacks. I was an unemployed new mom. I knew I wanted to do more with my life. Sure, I still wanted to make money and have nice things, but I also wanted to wake up every morning and do something that mattered. I had been volunteering in a transitional house for abused women in my neighborhood. Speaking with those broken women each week was the toughest thing I'd ever done, but I could see potential in them. And I desperately wanted for them to believe there was a greater plan for their lives. Nothing fulfilled me more than those Wednesday night meetings. That experience made me realize I loved helping other women. Strolling through a bookstore one day, I picked up a book called Do What You Love, The Money Will Follow. I'll be honest at first. I laughed thinking, yeah, right. How am I going to do what I love and still make money? I loved helping women, but I had no clue how that would earn me a paycheck. But throughout the book, the author kept saying, what are you passionate about? And I had to answer all of these questions about myself. Each time I was honest with myself about my passion, the word organizing and helping women kept coming to the forefront of my mind. That was something that got me excited. My earliest memories included organizing. I organized my grandmother's jewelry every time I was there. I organized my bedroom continuously. I loved every aspect of organizing, improving space, sorting, implementing categories, and most of all, the peace and joy I felt after I completed the work. This passion was something that was placed inside of me long before I was born. I just hadn't realized it yet. The only thing that was stopping me from pursuing a career in organizing was the fact that I didn't think I could make enough money doing it. At the time, I only knew about two other professional organizers, Julie Morgenstern and Peter Walsh. I looked up to both of these people because they had made a career out of something I loved to do. They were the pioneers for our industry. They were helping people organize long before HTV, hoarders, And Pinterest. Finally, I took a leap of faith and started organizing professionally. I'm gonna stop right there for this introduction because I don't want to go past the time limit of the 29 minute mom guidelines. But I wanna just say that I am going to record another episode that finishes out the introduction and also tells a little bit more about the backstory of writing this book. And I just wanna encourage anybody that was listening to that so far today that if it spoke to you and you feel a prompting or maybe it's something that you have been feeling for a long time, that there's more for you out of this life, that there is a specific purpose for you, then I want you to take a minute, reach out and email me or grab the book or hit me up on social media and just say, Hey, that spoke to me because I want to make sure that You're not discouraged and you don't think that this is a promise for just certain people. It's a promise for all of us. We were all sent here with a specific purpose and assignment directly from God. And once you learn how to embrace it, and once you learn what's stopping you, which is all sorts of forms of clutter, and you take a chance and you say yes, and you make that decision, your life will start to feel like, Real, like you're really living, you're not just going through the motion, you're not just on the hamster wheel, you're being your most true, authentic self. And I hope that is the message that you take away today. And I hope that you are all out there somewhere in the world listening and nodding and saying, Yes, thank you. This is what I needed to hear. Because if you are, then it was worth every second that it took me to write the book, it was worth every second away from doing other things staring at my computer screen, sitting in coffee shops. I mean, writing a book is a really long process. I should probably do an episode just about writing a book. So if you need to hear that information, make sure you send me a review and let me know. I'd be happy to do it. And I hope you're all having a wonderful day. God bless you. And I'll be back again soon with another episode here on the 29 Minute Mom. Take care.